0: this is the collector car podcast the home for the auto enthusiast join greg stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market he will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well hey it's greg stanley welcome to the collector car podcast i've got a big chock full episode here full of collector car market trends and valuations what i'm going to do is i'm not only going to share my 2023 bull market list with you but i'm going to review how my 2022 listed at least a couple of the high points as well as my 2021 list now if you like these kind of lists you will hear from another expert at the end of this episode so stay tuned there's a lot of good fun information coming up now before we we begin uh it, as always if you need any help with your collector car trying to figure out what's the best way to uh, possibly sell it, feel free to give me a call or email. Um, you can go to my website, thecollectorcarpodcast.com and there's a contact page there where you can reach me directly. So I love hearing from all of you. All right, the next bit of news is that my podcast has now moved to Fridays from Thursdays. So uh, I won't go into why on the podcast, but if you would like to know, Whenever I see you in person, ask me and I will tell you. So now it's being released 4 a.m. Friday morning so that if you're a gym rat at the gym at 5 a.m., you'll be able to check it out. Uh, YouTube usually posts later, uh, at least the YouTube episode. So uh, I am trying to do that weekly as well. Now, as far as some upcoming auctions, uh, nothing major. Um, I know we have the Scottsdale auction that either just occurred or is occurring as you listen to this podcast. And then we have Amelia Island coming up in March. The consignment deadline for that has passed. So no more cars uh, for the Arm Sotheby's Amelia Island sale at least. But there'll be some really cool stuff coming up uh, later in the year. So stay tuned for that. Now, as far as upcoming events, I do have another Guest to Hammer live streaming game show event coming up on April the 1st. Probably midday, if I had to guess, two until four o'clock, something like that. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel, thecollectorcarpodcast.com. If you're watching right now online, I am showing a few pictures from that event. It was at Moto Car Club uh, in Blue Ash, Ohio. Great place, great turnout. We had probably about 65 people that showed up in person, had a lot of like technical if- difficulties for the first one, but did get it sorted out by uh, the time that we went live. A little late, instead of four o'clock, it was probably about 4.10. And a lot of you pinged me, Uh, You made some guesses on the live stream. I love that. Uh, We'll have that uh, performing a lot better next time. So it will be fun. There are some fun prizes. I'm actually drinking out of one of the prizes, a -a -a collect-a-car podcast travel uh, travel mug here. So um, a lot of fun. A lot of folks seem to enjoy it online as well as in person. Uh, If you would like to host one of these in the future, just shoot me a note and uh, we'll see what we can do from that perspective. All right, so now I do wanna cover uh, my bull list. Now, one thing that's interesting, uh, Ford actually made a really big announcement. Actually, I don't know that it was that big of of an announcement, but it's really cool. They opened up the Ford Heritage Vault. I bring that up because one of the first cars I'm going to cover from 2021's bull market list is the 1989 Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer. Now, I like to always bring you pictures if you're watching online. Uh, Typically I source from R.M. Sotheby's in their database from past auction sales, but I couldn't find a 1989 Ford Bronco, at least one where I thought the pictures were cool enough to show. So for this podcast, if it's not from R.M. Sotheby's, it's going to be from Ford's Heritage Vault, or it's going to be from the website cargurus.com. So if you're on YouTube, you'll obviously see the difference between these. Some of these cars that are on my bull market list are so new they've, it's rare that they've actually come to a auction, a public auction. All right, so speaking about Ford Heritage Vault, uh, this is where you can actually go onto their website and they've released all of their previous images to the public. So this would be like some of their, let's see if I can find it here, some of their old brochures. Uh, looks like what I was trying to find timed out. Uh, so for this example, for 2021, the bull market list, I wanted to show you uh let's see the ford bronco eddie bauer so all you do is you just search for it and it pulls up all other brochures um for that time frame and you just pick the one you're interested in and it's just a super cool wealth of information and it's really smart in my mind for ford to do this so they have their brochures online uh as pdfs that you can scroll through I mean, it's only going to help the Ford brand by sharing this information. Apparently, it's so popular that it actually shut their servers down initially when it was released online. So speaking of the 1989 Ford Bronco, Eddie Bauer, I'm gonna give you the last 12 months and 36 months uh, market trend, uh, how it performed. Uh, So in the last one year, it's gone up 7.7%. Last three years, it's gone up 51.8%. So this is a bull market item for 2021. It continues to do tremendously well. It kind of shows how the generational shift is occurring. We saw the first gen Broncos go through the roof. So it only makes sense that the ones after that would, as well as that uh, demographic base ages. Uh, so that was the first one I wanted to highlight. Uh, let's see, the next one I wanted to talk about is a really cool international scout. So. It's a 1978 International Scout II, the Super Scout. And the picture I have online right now is one that was sold at RM Sotheby's. And it's the crazy cool, this is the one you want. It's the orange with brown and tan decals. It has the removable side door that's made out of, I think it's out of vinyl. Um, a super cool convertible uh, SUV. Latest one year up 4%. Latest three years up 75.2%. So, you can see that the momentum on these has slowed drastically. I do believe we have already peaked in the collected car marketplace uh, probably about three months ago. So I think uh, you'll see uh, valuations start declining. They definitely have flatlined in a lot of cases, which really made picking out my list for 2023 difficult. uh, When the entire market has gone up for a number of years and you wanna pick cars that will continue as the entire market goes down, uh it's kind of hard so i've got some interesting picks in here uh the next kind of group of cars i wanted to talk about from 2021's bull market list were the three hyper cars that were released in 2015. so this would be the mclaren p1 it would be the porsche 918 spider and the ferrari la ferrari now the ferrari la ferrari by far and large has been the big winner from a valuation standpoint uh the average value in number one conditions 4.2 million while for the other two cars, the average price is around $1.7, $1.8 million. Uh, in the latest 12 months, the P1 is up 6%. The uh, 918 and the LaFerrari are both up 13.3%. Uh, so they also have slowed down, but the LaFerrari and the Spider not as much as the P1, which is the picture of the car I'm showing right now. All right, let's move on to 2022. Those were just some of the highlights I wanted to pull out of 2021. For 2022 uh i have a couple and the one i wanted to start on here is another ford bronco uh but this one is an earlier one so this would be the 1979 ford bronco so different generation uh, than the 89 let's see here so here's the a picture here actually that's a bad picture uh, so this is one of the ones that has actually declined in the last uh year it's actually gone down six percent um let's see here the last three years is still up 43 percent so this is an example where it's gone it's appreciated greatly over the last three years and the latest year is actually down uh, because it did peak now part of that could be a lot of different reasons it just went up too fast so now it's auto correcting itself i think one of the issues you have on these broncos even the later broncos and a lot of these cars from the 1980s and 1990s is the aftermarket supply parts supply Uh, so until those come to fruition that whole industry uh, you'll see only the best of the best selling for strong money while the other ones don't because there's no way to restore them so a good cool uh ford bronco i'm showing here all right the next one's a 1985 mercedes 300 td wagon now the one i'll show here is not the wagon actually i don't know that i have a picture here i do not all right so For this wagon, it's been flat the latest 12 months, the latest three years up 69%. So again, you can see an example where it's peaked. Uh, The 1986 Mazda RX-7 Turbo, latest one year up 1.9%, not much. Latest three years up 41.6%. These are beautiful cars, underappreciated until recently, and now they've peaked and uh, they're gonna start going down here shortly. So very cool little cars. Uh, The 1976 Porsche, 912e that's one that has also peaked it's only up 1.6 percent latest 12 months while its latest three years up 25.5 percent and the last one i wanted to mention which is really an interesting car is the 2006 ford gt heritage edition now the average value in number one condition is seven hundred and ten thousand dollars uh these really went through the roof a lot higher than the traditional ford gts the base ford gts that are not the heritage edition and it was such a large gap between the heritage edition up around the seven eight hundred thousand dollar range and some examples for extremely low mileage examples that it actually brought up the base four gts up into the 500 550 thousand dollar range uh, which just makes sense so these are still up the latest one year up 9.2 percent latest three years up 57.8 uh, percent so this is you know one of those blue chip cars that i don't think well Ever go down much it's like if you're going to have a four gt uh this is the one that you're probably going to want to have all right in the last car i don't think i have a picture here is a 1973 ferrari 246 gts so the little dino gts uh still up one year up 58.9 percent three year up 100.2 percent now that one's interesting because that is a ferrari dino technically it doesn't say ferrari actually it doesn't say ferrari anywhere on it it's a six cylinder car engine in the back um and i think that that incredible growth on the dinos where they're trading at the price above the price for some of the big uh, ferrari daytonas uh, played into why i picked a ferrari daytona for my 2023 bull market list all right so let's go into the cars i have for 2023 now there's 15 cars i've picked and then like i said another expert will pipe in with i don't know another eight or so cars afterwards um and the first one i've picked for my 2023 bull market list is a 2000 uh, 2012 audi r8 4.2 liter so it's not necessarily the year but i i've picked the eight cylinder version not the v10 uh currently they're flat for the latest 12 months up 18.6 latest three years I picked this one because I do believe these are a huge future collectible, even though they flatlined right now. Um, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings around about these cars in the collector world. So I think they, uh, yes, they've gone out the latest three years, but I think they're about to take off. I didn't pick the V10 because there are some known issues with that V10 power plant. Not quite sure how much that's going to keep it from performing from a valuation standpoint. I think a lot of folks will go for the biggest, baddest, best of the Audi R8s, and that would be the V10. But if I were to buy one myself, I would go after the V8. So that's my first pick for my 2023 bull list. My next one is a really interesting car. It is the Cadillac CTS-V, approximately 10 through 2015 or so. Uh, but I picked the coupe so this is the two-door coupe latest one year up 1.8 latest three year up 11.1 I think these are just starting if you look at the wagon version, especially the stick stick shift wagon version They're double this average valuation. They're a hundred thousand dollar car They didn't make that many of them the biggest reason but this coupe is just absolutely stunning gorgeous You've got 500 and whatever 62 horsepower 556 whatever it is in a front engine v8 i actually took my wife and test drove one of these because this was one of those cars that's kind of on her bucket list it was an automatic but it was the perfect comp it was like off-white with chrome wheels cream interior stunning car the problem is we drove it we liked it it was fun um it would have to be our everyday car and that is not a car you want to drive through cincinnati snow so we passed on it And the other thing was, is I don't know that it was worth, you know, the experience was necessarily worth, you know, 30, 40 grand than the car we're currently driving. Uh, Super cool. I would love to have one if I was independently wealthy, but I am not. So we had to pass on that car. I think that's a strong performer. Uh, Even the four-door version, I think, uh, will be a strong uh, performer in the future. All right. The next one I have is interesting. It is a 1979 Volkswagen Transporter van Campmobile. The example I'm showing is not the campmobile. Uh, up one year, 3.2% up three years, up 109.7%. This is a tougher one for me to justify for 2023, but I'm going to see how it does. I just think that whole camping lifestyle is going to continue. And I think a lot of those folks are not car folks and they'll still go after the Volkswagen vans because they're so iconic. All right. The next one is the Mercedes Benz sls amg cars uh, for this example i looked at the 2011. Uh, a couple things i know a previous guest on the podcast johnny lieberman he said the black series was the one to have that the base quote unquote base sls amg was just not that great of a car but it has those iconic going doors and uh, i'm not crazy about what it looks like from the front but it's got an amg v8 engine uh, it's got the gullwing doors, which is the biggest selling point in my mind. Latest one year up 5.2 percent. Latest three years up 6.4 percent. I was surprised to hear this. Average value in number one condition around $300,000. This is a car that, again, I would love to have. One key point about this, and and they can revoke it at any time. Apparently, the tour that has is only for gullwing cars, the classic gullwings from the '50s and early '60s. They opened up that tour uh, to this version, which I think adds a lot of value to this car. I might be crazy, but the fact that you can pal around with the original goal wing, I think that's pretty cool and that's pretty iconic. And I don't think that anyone will be making doors like this anytime soon. Obviously DeLorean's trying to relaunch their car, but it's such a boring car, even though it has going doors, I think, I don't think it's going to happen. So obviously I know we have the Tesla, but those are kind of Falcon wings. Uh, so that's another one of my picks. All right, next, and I don't have a great picture of this car either, is the 2001 Acura NSX, uh, Integra NSX. I have a picture of a non uh, Type R. The Type R is the one I would pick. Latest one year up 12.2%. Latest three years up 18.8%. That's just a generational trend. The JDM cars, the Asian cars just being so popular. um, I think that will only continue to go up. All right, next, believe it or not, is another sport pickup truck. So this is the 1989 Ford F-150 half ton pickup truck, preferably the short wheelbase. Um, Folks that like pickup trucks, they just don't like the long wheelbase ones, or long bed. All right, so latest one year is up 14.7%, latest three years up 38%. I just don't think pickup trucks are really gonna go down uh, Chevrolets, whatever you want to call it, uh, any any other brands. Uh, I think Ford F one fifty being in most people's eyes the most iconic of all of them. Uh, I think that one will exceed um, the market valuation trends of the other ones, or you know do better. All right, next is another RX seven, but this is the first generation. This is the nineteen seventy nine Mazda RX seven. And let's see, latest one year up 15.1%, latest three years up 70.9%. I love this car. Uh, I had a buddy in high school, his dad had one, so I was familiar with the car in the late 1980s, early 1990s. Just a neat little car, rear engine, I mean, I'm sorry, rear wheel drive, five-speed rotary powered, uh, neat little car, really small little car, can really zip around there. So I think those will continue to go up. All right, the next one, it's not my favorite generation of corvettes uh but i'm picking the 2004 not only the corvette z06 but specifically the commemorative edition i think the corvette z06 would be a good pick as well latest one year up 15.5 percent latest three years up 48.8 percent again this is uh the one i'm showing online right now is from car gurus uh it's a spectacular example it looks like they just watched it uh it looks very very nice I think these Z06 will continue to appreciate across the board. I know they have, I think they call it a fixed head coupe um, on one of these years where it's the only year that it kind of had this kind of odd, you know, coupe style. Um, They're rarer. I don't think that they necessarily look better, but because less remain they do trend a little bit more than your standard Z06. All right, next, this is uh, again showing, this is number nine of 15 cars. Uh, showing the generational shift here again from Car Gurus. This is a 2002 Subaru Impreza WRX, not the STI. Uh, this would be your basic. I'm showing a wagon right here. This is a 2003 for sale for $24,000. Uh, just neat. It's kind of following on the heels of the STI. Um, it's just a, a good car. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but I do know that for one of the years they had an engine swap. Uh, where the later engine was a much better engine than the earlier one. So if you're looking at one of these, do your homework. Uh, Let's see, one year up 16%, latest three years up 48.8%. All right, number 10, uh, the 1999 Nissan Skyline GTR. And I could go even deeper with the V-Spec. Now, reason being for this, Uh, It's a beautiful car, but more importantly, uh, they are legal to import into the U.S. This would be the R34. If you've heard my previous interview um, with Sean Morris about uh, Skylines, he said the R32 is by far his favorite. He liked the R34, but he said it wasn't as pure and raw as the original R32. Um, So 1999 is the first year that these are available to import from Japan. Now, it's actually based on the build date. So currently not all 1999 cars are available. You have to kind of go by when it was actually built. So if it wasn't built till August um, 25 years ago, you can't buy it till August of this year. Now, these have gone crazy. And I I honestly, when I saw the valuations, I almost pulled this from the list because they've gone so nuts so recently. Um, Up 16.6% latest one year, up 85.9% latest three years, Number one condition, now this is for the V spec, which is super rare, $500,000. Non V spec, I would assume it's somewhere around the $150,000 range, uh, but super cool. So one can make the argument as they come into the US, more illegal to come into the US, it will drive the price down. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that will happen for another year, year and a half or so. All right, next, now I alluded to this earlier, uh, based with the Dino prices going through the roof, I'm picking the Daytona, the Ferrari Daytona, the 365 GTB4. Um, I'm picking this because for a long time, uh, they got really soft. They're trading around $550,000, $600,000, and then you see a six-cylinder Dino sell for $800,000, $900,000 when you could have a front-engine V12 Ferrari for less money, I don't think that's going to stay. I think it's going to balance itself out. And I've already seen that recently. Uh, there was a green one that sold for, I want to say it was, I don't know, $690,000. There was a yellow one that just sold for just over $700,000. Uh, so they have come back in this last year up 18.7%. Latest three years up 41%. They had just taken a dive for a little while. Uh, So they're they're still coming up and I think these will continue to come up now Apparently they drive like trucks until you get them up to speed no power steering Um, Jay Leno just had a nice video with David Lee on his uh, Convertible spider version now. I did not watch the whole video to find out if it was one of the real spiders Which only made I don't know 121 of them or something Uh, But it's a cool video. So be sure to check that out. All right. The next one is a Tesla so this is the first generation roadster now online on YouTube. I picked, I've pulled up numerous of these cars from the arm Sotheby's results. Um, the, the one that really surprised me on this was at Elkhart Lake auction. Um, that was 2020 just coming out of COVID the auction went nuts. It was like one guy's collection, $44 million worth of cars, but the 2011 Tesla roadster. So first generation Tesla roadster, uh, the estimate was 60 to $80,000. It sold for $140,000. Now that seemed like that was an outlier. Well, there was another one last year or two years ago at the Arizona Scottsdale auction. Estimate was 90 dollars to $100,000. So the estimates caught up with, you know, closer to what that last one sold for. It is sold for $112,000. And then another one sold this last year at Monterey for $112,000. So, you know, it's one thing to have one over $100,000, but now we have three. Over a hundred thousand dollars, and people ask me, "Well, why is that?" And uh, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, it's industry disrupting technology, number one. Uh, number two, it's a generational shift. Uh, number three, it's Tesla. Which, if you're a Tesla owner, you're diehard, and so people want to go back to the original Tesla when they can, and uh, especially this little Roadster. So let's see, latest one year up twenty one point five percent. Latest three years up 34.4%. Uh, I think that will continue unabated for quite a long time. All right, uh, number 13 on our list of 15 cars from my bull market list is a 2011 Porsche 911 Carrera S. So now this is uh, when there was a change uh, por- to Porsche and it was like an evolution, uh, revolution, not an evolution, revolution of the entire Porsche um car i mean it was everything from every aspect of porsche which changed for the better in 2011 was the first year uh that you could see all of these changes so online i picked up the gt2 rs uh showing some pictures of that one honestly it's the base car Uh, maybe the carrera s i would look at i think the turbos maintain their values and uh they have not uh, depreciated and they've already gone up So I think if you're looking for a nice Porsche that will appreciate in the future, look at the 2011 Carrera S or base Carrera cars. Uh, For the S it's up 27.1% latest one year. For three years up 61.8%. All right, two more to go. The next one's a 1989 Alfa Romeo Spider graduate. Now I just picked this because I think Alphas will continue to be uh, popular. I think that generation uh, will continue, uh, people that are pursuing these cars will continue to do so. Uh, let's see, latest one year up 41.4%, latest three years up 66.4%. Uh, again, it goes with the generational shift, folks buying cars from the 80s and 90s. Um, really cool, neat little car. All right, so our last one from my list before I get to the next list, again, another pickup truck. <laughs> so this is a 1990 uh chevrolet 454 ss pickup truck Uh, i picked this again for the reasons i mentioned earlier the picture i'm showing has the window sticker on it Uh, latest one year up 47.7 percent latest three years up 122.1 percent pretty iconic in the chevrolet world pretty cool menacing looking i remember when these came out new Uh, i don't think these will go down and uh This one has two things going for it. Everyone is super excited about pickups. And then again, the generational shift. So if you can find one of these that's in great shape, low mileage, no modifications, definitely pick it up. All right, so I don't have any more pictures uh, if you're watching online, but I do wanna cover just a handful of cars. Uh, Now this came from Haggerty's bull market list Uh, and I'll just call call these out. Uh, Let's see here. They had a 1995 to 1993 Saab 900 Turbo. I would agree with that one. Uh, some of their highs were timeless looks, capable four-wheel drive layout. Lows were dwindling parts supply. I Mentioned that earlier. Dwindling talent to service them. An orphan from a dead company. That's a good point. Uh, sometimes cars aren't worth as much because they don't make some type of version today. You know. So think about Pontiacs. Um, they're not Pontiacs from the 50s. Uh, are not going to appreciate as fast as say a chevrolet from the 50s all right let's see next is a 1991 to 1998 suzuki cappuccino uh, cute little jdm car i don't know that i agree with that one offhand 1967 i'm sorry 1968 to 1970 amc amx uh, i i don't know that's you know kind of this, you know the lone two-seat american muscle car um interesting I don't know about that one. All right, next is the 2004 to 2010 Mercedes-Benz SLR, McLaren. I would agree with that one. That's a supercar that's been depressed for years. Uh, Just hasn't maintained, or hasn't maintained the same valuation trends as some of its contemporary supercars. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. All right, three more for their list. A 1985 Toyota pickup 4x4 SR5. I totally agree with that one. Uh, I would also throw in the forerunners from the eighties and nineties. Uh, those are, will continue to do tremendously well. You can buy a brand new forerunner today. Uh, next they have the Lamborghini Murcielago LP 640 from 2010. Uh, and the last one they had on the list was a 2003 to 2008 Nissan 350z. Uh, I would agree with that one as well. Those have probably bottomed out from a depreciation standpoint and they have nowhere left to go but up. All right. That's it for this week. As a reminder, I will have this podcast out every Friday. Uh, I should have a new YouTube video every Monday. I'm trying to tour some cool collections, some cool events, some cool dealerships, some cool museums. So please check that out. Share it with your friends. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for liking. Thanks for sharing. I will talk to all of you